You don't have to be a millennial to be socially savvy. We believe anyone can join Generation Social Media, and your journey starts now. This is the Generation Social Media Podcast by Chatterkick. So this wouldn't be a social media podcast if we didn't talk about the biggest trending piece of content on TikTok ever. So I'm Kelsey Martin and And I'm Taylor Grody. We brought Taylor Grody back onto the episode of the podcast to talk about the most viral piece of content on TikTok. Now, I guess for the three of you maybe that haven't heard about this, I'm going to just like set the scene a little bit and then we're going to dive into like why you think this went viral. Give me your thoughts. And I know Taylor has like specific feels on TikTok in general, but just to set the scene. So Dogface208, which his name's Nathan, by the way. 420 Dogface208. Nope, it's just Dogface208. Oh, he, yeah, you messed that he up. He messed up or he uh, <laughs> upped his public image, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He, he changed it. Well, his URL is, yeah, his URL is that or used to be that. He's oh, now changed yeah. it. See, like if you look 420 Dogface 208, and then it's just Dogface 208 yep. underneath of it. Oh, it's probably his name. His username is still 420 yeah, Dogface 208. It is. It is. So what an intro. We're really like killing it. But anyways, so Nathan posted a video on TikTok. He's legit just like skateboarding, chilling, listening to Dreams by Flatwood. Flatwood. Oh my God. Should we restart this? No, you're all right. Fleetwood <laughs> Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Um, drinking uh, Cran Raspberry Ocean Spray. So he posts this video. He literally almost decided not to post the video. His truck broke down. Oh, yeah. Hopped yeah. on a skateboard, recorded this video. Couldn't even hear the music because the wind was so loud. Caught the last part of it, I guess, singing. Posts the video within seven hours of posting the video. Gets 2.3 million views on TikTok. Now the video is about 66.1 million views on TikTok. Has 11 million likes and has completely started like a a cross-platform trend from people like replicating this, both on TikTok and off TikTok. It's completely set like a cultural phenomenon. I guess like maybe in my opinion more so than other like viral videos have in the past. So give me your like, why did this go viral? Oh man, I got some thoughts on this. I mean- so Get into it. number one, I think that what it has to deal with is the largest demographic on TikTok, Generation Z, <laughs> didn't know how much of a slapper Dreams by Wait, Fleetwood Mac. Mac is. <laughs> so they were like, "Number wow, this song's dope. And then number two, anybody who has ever ridden a longboard knows that like the best feeling and the whole reason you have a longboard is like those long, you know, stretches of road where it's got a gradual decline and you can yep. just you know, have a good vibes the whole way down. You don't got to worry about exercise. Yeah. And number three is just like, you're really breaking this down. I think that the whole thing of like be, you know, your truck breaks down, but oh, well I got this bottle of ocean. Uh, was it crayon ocean or something? (laughs) Yeah. It's like crayon raspberry ocean spray Crayon raspberry ocean spray. You're like, all right, I got this bottle of juice. I have a longboard and it's a nice day. I'm going to go just skateboard the rest of the afternoon. And like, I think that the vibe there is just, undeniable so yeah i think that that's and like i guess i've been a fan of dog face <laughs> since like probably and i'm not a tiktok fan in general i hate to say that as somebody who's involved with social media but uh it's different it's, it's just not not my type of content that i'm really searching out for but uh i think that from the beginning he's been somebody i've been aware of because he is like such a 
all of his original videos were just like him dancing Chilling, yeah. inside of a warehouse like where he worked. Like unconventional, yeah. Yeah, like he'd be doing like dance scenes from movies through like, and, and it was funny too because, you know, he's like a middle-aged dude and he's like around all of these other middle-aged guys or older guys that are working at a blue-collar job site doing like warehouse work. Yeah. And you can tell everybody else like, what the hell? And there's this guy who's just like dancing like nobody Positive else is vibes, there. Man. Yeah, so from the beginning, he's just been kind of like a, a source of good vibes and I think that... Uh, the skateboarding video just brought that to the masses. Yeah, it was like all of the things just kind of combined. But I think that's the, I really dislike the word viral in like a lot of sense of it, just because I feel like, you know, you know, as a content creator, as businesses come to you and they're like, help us make a a viral video. Like it is like lightning in a bottle. It's the same concept of like, even artists who put out albums have no idea really like which song is going to hit and which one isn't. Yeah. So but it's all about just like the purity in the content creation side of it and just making something that you just like thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. But this one, I just, it's super interesting. Even if you look at the the video, I'm just going to throw out some of the hashtags that he used in this video. Oh yeah. It's like 420 soldiers. I can't even read that. What that one says like hashtag feeling good. Hashtag H2O hashtag cloud nine hashtag happy hippie hashtag world peace. It's just like, a bunch of random hashtags and I think it just had to go with the whole vibe of the content. Now like Ocean Spray obviously got a major lift in sales in general and like impressions. So they actually counted like 15 billion media impressions from this one piece of content that they didn't even like commission or have any like promotion on. But, and they're saying that they're seeing an immediate impact and retailers are having troubles keeping the product on the shelf. That's, that's crazy. And I guess like, I just, I use Apple music and they recently did the whole update for iOS 14 and it kind of put the, uh, the music that's like top of charts mm-hmm. or whatever at one click away. So I clicked it and this is two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. I click it and number one or like the number six song in the nation was, um, Fleetwood Dreams. Mac. Yeah. Yeah. They're topping charts and now their old albums are getting, like high volume of streams. Mm-hmm. So now told you they slap. <laughs> they do slap, but mm-hmm. like it's crazy because obviously that song was released over 40 years ago, but on the same context of even if Ocean Spray had like realized, okay, Nathan, like you're a really great creator and they would have paid him to do this, like no advertiser ever would have been able to just use Fleetwood Mac's song. Mm-hmm. Like and create a piece of content and use that like for free. Yeah. And there would have been a whole level of like licensing. Number one in the meeting at the marketing agency that would have put that together. <laughs> they would have said, I got this creator, good vibes, real feel good, dude. People love him. What's his name? 420 dog face 208. People would be like, cut. No, no. Find us one of the dancing uh, Jake Paul kids or whatever. <laughs> that would have been the instant. Like, I, I mean, I don't think that. I would have never pitched it in a marketing meeting because I know it wouldn't have made it outside of right. his username. No, and I think that that's part of the the thing when you really break down, like, the influencer model. I really don't think that there is a defined influencer model right now, but what businesses are categorizing as influencers is finding an audience member in your space that has the most followers mm-hmm. and is in line with your brand and then reach out to them and have them, like, do content for you. Whereas like he would have never landed on anybody's influencer list. I mean, that's not really fair to say never, but like on mine, he would, (laughs) but like for a lot of brands, right? Like I I'm assuming like ocean spray 
again, if they were in that meeting and they were pitching influencers that are aligned with our brand, they probably would have went with somebody that had 5 million followers and trying to like get them to create content with somebody dancing with the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like usually when people think of influencers, especially brands, they either think of like girls who are wearing bikinis in every photo (laughs) or they think of those like rich kids from California that take triple their recommended dose of Ritalin every day (laughs) that are just off the walls. Cause that's it. Those I, I, for some reason when influencer marketing became a thing, I think a lot of agencies or businesses put those people in their head as like, Oh, it's the people with most popular. Yeah. Yeah. The people with 10 million followers, those are influencers when it's not necessarily about that. Well, I think it's really interesting that, what I like about what Ocean Spray did, so they were listening and saw this happening, and then, you know, they went and they got him a truck, and they got him, like, a, I'm sure a lifetime supply of the Cran Raspberry, but they really did, like, get something moving quickly to help him out and to kind of, like, capitalize on the moment, which both is kind of, like, ew, but also the fact that they were listening and in tune with, like, regardless of his name and using like 420 hashtags and 420 in his name, like leveraging that and then using it to like help him out Mm -hmm. and then working a marketing plan off of that as opposed to them just saying like that. Yeah. Let that just be what it is and like ride that out. Yeah, that's the truth. And I mean, I've seen so many opportunities blown by businesses or even different organizations to promote something on social media that has caught fire that they didn't do anything about really. Because of some Can stigma. I give you an example? Yeah, go All right. Go so I made a, a music video like three years ago now that went viral. It I think between, it did like a quarter million views on YouTube, but then it, on Facebook, through all those like resharing meme accounts or whatever, it was on Unilad, it was on um, Virality TV or whatever, mm-hmm. it was on... Uh, you got dope, me. You got me. basically. Yeah, like. yeah, it was on like... <laughs> the top five of the content reshares and it did like 50 million views between all of them. Like it was one of those deals where I went to, I looked at it before I went to bed and one or two of the accounts was over like 1.3 million views. Right. And I woke up the next morning it was 35 million views yeah, on that video. And I was going, Holy crap. But anyways, that video was filmed in front of home Depot because one of the people in the video worked a part-time job at Home Depot. So they went in and asked and they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And we filmed inside or out front of Home Depot and in the garden section. So right. we didn't get anybody's way. And like that video did 50 million views. And it said at the, the first line of the rap or the song was, um, got a house in Sioux City, right? Yeah. And so it's a local group, dad, the song's called Go to Work. I don't think I plugged that yet. <laughs> dad, Go to Work is the name of the song. And it's, you know, house in Sioux City out in front of Home Depot, neither the city of Sioux City or even like any organization within Sioux City nor Home Depot took any type of initiative to like go, oh shoot, these guys already created a piece of content that's going crazy. I can hop in on this. Like we were on NBC's nightly news. We like, we had all of, we had TV shows, like segments on the news. Yeah. Go like, bring it up, watch it on TV. They all did like their reactions to it. Still, Nothing, just crickets. Do you think that, so I guess like to take the context of 
ocean spray listening and seeing this is happening and then deciding to take action like do you think that those places either just like weren't aware of it and weren't listening and watching or they just like literally don't know how or were too terrified of it because it was rap i think it's a little bit of the don't know how don't even know where to start don't even know that it's a thing that they should go oh crap this is going crazy and we have a tangential relationship to it or and i think that it's one of those deals where especially like sioux city is going ah it's a rap song yeah Ah, you know what that to like brand us even though I don't think that there was really a cuss word in the song. I think that they... It's a really good song, by the way. Yeah. This is a good plug. I mean, their first album did have cussing on it. So the album that that song was on, and I, I that song didn't have cussing on it because from the start, they were like, oh, we want this video to be on Ellen. Sorry, there's a fly. <laughs> um, we want... And I call Please it. watch like the visual <laughs> version of it. I'm keeping that in there where it's Taylor good. just like snaps it out of the air. Um, but... From the start, they were like, we want this to go on Ellen. And I was like, we'll see. Yeah. I think I'd probably made 40 music videos up to that point. I None think of all of the, really me- the memes were like, dad's murder trap beat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who's dad? Uh, come get your dad come or something like dad. that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was, and it was really easily memeable. It was like content that people can relate to. And it was about like mowing the lawn, doing dad work. Relatable stuff. So, I mean, if there was ever a company that could have promoted it, it would have been Home Depot. Home Depot yeah. Because if you look at the YouTube comments, it's like, oh, dope. They're out in front of Home Depot even. It's like, right. look at them in the lawn and garden section. So, yeah. So, I guess, like, if you were a brand and you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, I don't know what I would have done in that moment. But, like, the first piece of advice, like, we could say is go look for people who are already making cool content about your brand. Yeah. Like, just start there and see if that even does exist. I think in manufacturing or some of these other like industries it's they're probably not going to find somebody that's already making music videos or making content about their brands but if I'm a business listening to this and I obviously see and like everybody wants a viral video like how do you break that down and take the concepts of what like Nathan did with this video and build that in either into an influencer program or make that content yourself? Like what is the key that you think that there needs to be in these, the content? So I think that a business should go into it. Number one, you should know what type of business you are and like who your market really is. Right. Right. Is so like ocean spray is something that's going to sit on every grocery, every grocery shelf in the nation. Right. Everybody can go grab a bottle of juice. Right. Or, but you go to some of the other brands that's like, maybe you are a manufacturing brand and you manufacture something that is meant for RVs. Okay, there's your crowd, right? And then you segment down to who you're really looking for. Um, I'd say that number two is give the creator the expectation of the final product, not in terms of here's what we want you to do, but just we want this video or we want something that is about you having a good time with your friends. Right. And then going, go create it. So we're kind of talking about, Oh, I'm sorry. We're going down the influencer space in a way, or we're what really what we're saying is like breaking down the constructs of like, kind of take the whole model of like what you think an influencer is and how that, that model should go of finding somebody who's in your audience with a top number and like take that, and set that aside. What we're really talking about is focusing on people who understand content. 
and yeah. find a content creator who is naturally good with these tools that's social like what they are tools mm-hmm. cameras like cameras in the way that you whether you do it on your phone or your insane setup here like these are tools that people are like expressing their creativity so find a content creator who is really good mm-hmm. who can is obviously storytelling in some way to to either directly to your specific audience or not yep and start a relationship and have that conversation so you identify them, you talk to them about your brand. Yep. And then give me the next steps. Um, okay, so I can actually probably give a real world example. Yeah, of go this. go through this. In model. I think 2018, 2017, maybe, I had I at the time probably had less than three thousand followers on Instagram. But Which uh, the buzzword term is what micro influencer. Yeah, I would have been a micro influencer. <laughs> And I, I guess I specifically made content about Sioux City and Iowa in general. Like all of my stuff was either like very Sioux City specific, mm-hmm. like warehouse districts and stuff like that. And um, kind of like the dirtier side of Sioux City, I guess. the I call the it gritty. Yeah, the realer side of Sioux City. Plus, and I did like a lot of like um, farm or not farm, but like rural content. Right. So, and it was all of my stuff was is still pretty centered around like those two topics. Right. And, um, Budweiser reached out and said, Hey, we are doing this 50 States campaign to, for the America cans for the 4th of July. Um, we've selected you to be the representative from Iowa. And, you know, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't the person in Iowa with the most followers. I, you know, there's more, everybody who is some level of fame is more famous than me in Iowa. Right. And, um, but they were like, we think that you represent what we're going for pretty well. And it's like, I guess I do, I, I do drink cheap gym, domestic beer. So you hit the nail <laughs> on the head. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I just wish Bush light would have reached out honestly, <laughs> but they, they kind of gave me some parameters when they reached out. They said on the 4th of July, we just want you to share a video of you doing something that is recognizably Iowa. It's a, it's an Iowa view with, uh, the Budweiser can in your hand and, um, like either being with friends or being alone, but you know, and then they gave the parameters like nobody yeah. under 21 can be in the photo. There can't be anything the illegal going thing. on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't look like you, there couldn't be any cars or any other motor vehicles. I mean, in they the, really kind of gave you like a very narrow. Yeah. Well, I guess like they kind of really what it was is just like, it's you having fun with, with Budweiser like, yeah. in Iowa. And they, and I, I think what I had to do was send them a few different photos and like they had no part of like the actual production process, Mm -hmm. but I just, a week later I sent them back like five different photos. I was in Okaboji for some out on farms for some, that kind of stuff. And they were like, any one of those will work. So go ahead. So they had to approve the content that you were going to post. Yep. Yep. And then not necessarily, I guess, yeah, approval would be the word for it, but you know, like I said, they, they gave the green light to everything I sent right, over. Right. And the, I could do anything I wanted for the caption. I just had to say like, this buds for you, I think. With the hashtag. Yeah. yeah hashtag yeah. this buds for you. Yeah, and then I, I had to do that. the ad stuff or whatever. And this is before they had the whole like designation of ads. Yep. So it was just like, you had to have on the first line, I think hashtag ad, ad. or hashtag sponsor. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And then that was, I guess that's a good example though, of like a major national brand going with somebody who fits what they're trying to do and let them do their thing rather than like they vetted you as a creator and then just was like, here's an opportunity. Yeah. I think didn't you, did you, you had to buy the case, right? No, they they say, actually it was pretty dope. They sent me 
I got paid for it plus a 24 pack of beer plus a bunch of like exclusive Budweiser merch that was only for the creators for that okay, thing. Okay, so, so you got yeah. some swag and you got paid for it. Yep. Like, did you do one post or multiple posts? Uh, or did you one post. Self-pack? Okay. And I like I can, I don't think I can talk about like the money. Or no, whatever, that's fine. But yeah. Um. But so you did one post. They gave you swag. Basically, it was like a sponsored post. Yeah. But so like to me that story that you just told is like very much in line with like what people think is like traditional influencer mm-hmm. model, but more like a micro influencer yeah. route. How can like taking that again, it's way easier to conceptualize this for Budweiser. Right. And that, I guess that's from that? like, that's from the start. That's good. Right. That's going, we want to do an influencer campaign. Right. Where with the dog face thing, I'm, I mean, I was wasn't like the in there for the um, conversations or whatever, but it's more just taking conversations going on about your brand and being a member of that conversation or being a part of that conversation. So I I guess I don't really, I can't really tell you off the top of my head if ocean spray did anything besides like promote, share it, promote. Yeah. After the fact, all they really did was, I mean, they made, they made content out of getting in the truck. They publicly acknowledged and like gave him super props. And I think the CEO which who used to be the exec, an executive at Tyson Foods, by the way. Gang. He's only in the job for three months when this oh. thing went viral. Yeah, he better claim credit for that too. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I think that's crazy. But basically, they didn't spend any money on the content. Mm-hmm. They weren't a part of it. They just recognized it and are now kind of like riding the coattails of that. Yeah. I think they did end up hiring Dogface as um, a content contributor and have brought him kind of into the fold into some of their marketing strategies that they're doing now. Mm -hmm. But as far as that, like they had nothing to do with that piece of content. And I think that's what people are chasing is like, how do I make a viral piece of content? But you have to kind of break down this video is like, there was nothing commercial about this whatsoever. It was authentic moment in shot on a cell phone. There was no production value of it. It was really just, like just the vibes of like exactly what he put out. And I think that businesses then get to the point of like, okay, well, what do I do with that? Like, how do I, how do I either recreate that? And I think this video in particular breaks the constructs of you don't have to do a formal influencer campaign. Like just find people who make really cool content and have conversations about having them make content for you. Right. And I know I know I've had this conversation with clients a million times, pretty much any time I've pitched when they want a really social video. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want a commercial. I say, Thank God. <laughs> Number two is, but when I'm in those conversations, I always try and reiterate the fact over and over and over is like, we don't want, you don't want to start with your logo. You don't, because right. people go, uh, that's an ad next, right. you know? And it's like, if that would have started like ocean spray, and then, we, him, yeah. and then it's like, I just, my truck just broke down and I'm skateboarding down the street with ocean spray. Right. Everybody you would have like, wrote this. Okay. <laughs> it's like, this is right? terrible. Right. Yeah. And it's like, in, you know, in that version, it would have been like him holding up the ocean spray bottle. Be like, life's all right. Cause I have ocean spray. And right. that would have been the whole commercial. And that would have been stupid. That would have <laughs> never worked. Right. And yeah. It would not have gone viral. No. And I guess like, that's the thing to me is that I've always tried to get like, let's get your your product can be in the video, right? But yeah. like, let's try and not make an advertisement for your product. And I think that that's something to be aware of if you're even trying to reverse engineer the success of this video outside of just reaching out to somebody, right? It's just right. like 
Don't make an ad. Stop making advertisements. Well, I think that like that should be the slogan for influencer campaigns or just working with content creators in general. Like, don't make ads, just create content. Mm-hmm. And I guess in terms of probably to get back to your original question of how do you get involved with that if you're a brand? Reach out and do exactly what Ocean Spray did there. Like, like find a yeah. network of creators that are really good content creators but don't ask them to make you an ad just say like hey we really love what you're doing yeah like here's some product yep if you make content with this like we'll keep it coming i don't know like you'll get more products i think where where things tend to go left in this scenario and i have nothing against this brand but like bang energy drink Mm -hmm. is all over tiktok and what you see is like you know, the creator doing the trending dance, just holding a can of bang. And it's like that weird product placement of like, I mean, I guess, but it's so not authentic whatsoever that it still is like, I, you don't even have to say that that's an ad. I know that they gave you that can. It's like, but this was different. I don't, he obviously didn't make this content to promote ocean spray. Mm-hmm. It just happened. But like, he didn't go into this, like making an ad. No, no. And that's, I, I guess you could even do go further in like everything that's really had like cultural revivals due to, um, I guess like artist mentions or mm-hmm. creator mentions. Like right. think about Levi's 501s. Nobody had a pair of Levi's 501s before Kid Cudi started talking about having 501s in his songs. Right. Right? right. But like, I can't remember Levi's ever attaching themselves to Kid Cudi on that. I, nobody wore Converse before Wiz Khalifa started to like, yeah. it wasn't a widely worn shoe. Um, but Van- like you can't, you cannot manufacture these moments though. So no. how do you take this, these concepts of the art and all of this and, and draw inspiration from this as a business? I guess like, Part of it comes from positioning yourself as a brand. What do, What is your brand, right? Position your brand as the thing you want people to know it as. Right. And then, you know, part of it is lightning in a bottle, right? Is yeah. you can't, you can't just, if, if making viral videos was a real science, everybody would have viral videos. Right. I'd be able to like. And then there wouldn't be viral. I don't, yeah. I don't know how my one, my one video that did 50 million views just struck the right chords. Right. right. It's that entertainment value at the right time. And this obviously yeah. with him just like legit having a good time and just taking a ride and drinking ocean spray and not having a care in the world during a time where pandemic, like everybody's talking about politics and pandemic. It's like the two point of like everybody's topics. Yeah. And he just was like, well, I'm just going to have a, a vibe yep. on my own. I yeah. don't really care about any of that. that and I, I think that, yeah, going with like, Cause that, I feel like that is the real zeitgeist of this time is like, let's all just calm down and enjoy a good vibe for the day because everything you turn on social media, especially right now, right? Every, even like viral videos are what Candace Owens thinks about Joe Biden this week or, you know, like what Joe Biden's son is doing or like, yeah. it's like, and I feel like everybody is okay. That doesn't matter to me when I was growing up only nerds watch C-SPAN and now I'm supposed <laughs> to have an opinion on international treaties. I I, I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and even though like there's the exhaustion of thinking that you're supposed to care and, yeah. and having, doing all this research every day. And then you come across a video of a dude with head tattoos, skateboarding down the street, listening to Fleetwood Mac, drinking juice. And you're like, that is I get, what I yeah, wish I was I'm doing right it. now. You know, it's just like that cool factor that you just can't define. So I think 
not to disappoint anybody from like a, you can't do it, so don't try. Mm -hmm. But I think like the one strategy is like find content creators who are making good, like just great at storytelling and content. And that can align with your brand vision, like you were saying and your brand audience. So like that would be one route. If you're listening to this and you're like, no clue where to start, stop on that. Like that concept is like, we would never just bring in 10 different content creators because there's too much, like we got to go through legal and we got to go through compliance. Like that is a like tough hill to climb. Mm -hmm. Can we share ideas on how you can at least take the trends of authenticity and meaningful engagements? How can you produce a video that incorporates more of that and less like commercially produced storylines. So I guess a piece, a guideline that I tell a lot of companies I work with is you want your video to be like a really good video that your cousin who kind of makes cool content or that makes cool content did, right? Right. You don't want it to be like this super well-polished thing. There's time and place for that. Don't get me wrong. Right. But But we're talking about social content. If you're trying to make a true piece of social content, really you can boil it down to, that video was about having just feeling good vibes and not caring, not having any real cares, even though your truck just broke down. Right. right? And that's what people latched onto. And you can go, I'm good at that. Got it. Um, and you can go, even as a brand, go, all right, what do we want? What do we want our feeling to be in a video or an advertisement? Right. And what's a feeling that we generally love? And it's like, close or your a eyes. Story, I Think guess. about your like happy place, right? Or your a moment from your life that you are like, I can this just like hear great. some of this like eyes rolling when they're listening to this though. It's like, you, if you get in a boardroom and you're talking about like, let's, let's talk about our feelings. Let's really think about stories. It's just like people start checking out because they're yeah. like, well, how do I tie this to, again, I'm just using manufacturing because it's notoriously a place, like a space where you get stuck because mm-hmm. Again, you immediately think of the, the the grittiness of it all and you forget about the stories. Every single brand, every single industry has individual stories yep. of the humans that are working there, your clients, the process of it all that you can break down to those like human relatable moments. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people get stuck in those conversations of like, if I go into a manufacturing board meeting and say, let's all think about our feelings, people are just going to be like, this guy's crazy. I'm out. Right. And okay, so that's keep going. <laughs> let me okay. So manufacturing, can I can I just give just like some manufacturing yes. thoughts and examples? Yeah. Okay, number one, watch. No, well, I guess what are you manufacturing? You know, if there's an end industry that has a definitive use for yours, if it's uh, RV, I will go back to if you're manufacturing something for RVs, right? Right. What What are the things that people who are into outdoor camping in an RV are into, right? Right. And I guess like that, like, let's slow down a second because that is, that's the, that's the factor right there mm-hmm. of like, instead of you going like, what are people into RVs? Like, what are they into? Well, they're into RV accessories. They're into like, forget that you went into what are these like human beings who are hopping in an RV? Like, what is their passion things? And it is it's outdoors. Yeah. It's the why, experience. Why do they have an RV? There's two main reasons that somebody has an RV. Number one, they're retired and they wanted to see America. What, you know, so, okay, what do people who chose to live this nomadic lifestyle as retirees, what are they into? They're into cool experiences. They're into seeing big sites. So like 
doing a video where somebody is using your product at the Grand Canyon and like, okay, here's a good example for a video. My dad's never seen the Grand Canyon. He'd like to see the Grand Canyon. Somebody should give me a camera, give me their yeah. RV product, and I'll film a vlog of taking my dad to see uh, the Grand Canyon for the first time in an RV. And this product that, you know, was used in the RV is like what made it all possible. It was a, it's a part of the experience. Yeah. It isn't the point of the video. It's right. just a part of the experience. Exactly. Nobody cares about that. It, nobody cares about your uh, hitch, your new hitch, right? But Other than you and all your employees because it's super we, important to them. But we care about it. <laughs> we care about it. Yeah. I care about it. I don't know about Kelsey, but <laughs> I do. But you can go, you know, so you take that and it's like the Grand Canyon experience is what the video is about or something even more local, right. you know. Um, or the other segment is going to be like families with kids who want to have camping weekends and they want to like take the take the RV out to the lake for the weekend and get a nice spot. They have friends with RVs and it's about there, you can go two ways. You can go with the wholesome experience where you're out like doing, making s'mores with the Camp kids in front yeah. of the RV, right? That's one option. Or number two is the dad, the, the new dad on the block pulled up flexing on everybody else with his RV. And some people are going to be into that, but either, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like either yeah. way you talk about like the, you take the end result emotional part of it, which sorry to use emotion again, but it's like the, the human part of it, right? right? You take the end result, what the human experience and what our wants and desires are. And you go, all right, the video is about that. And who makes videos in this space? There's, if you on YouTube and you type in outdoor vlog or like camping vlog, you're going to find my buddy, Josh Brandes, who like makes crazy cool content about Shout his like Josh. travel experiences. Yeah. At Brandy films <laughs> on Instagram, my boy. Um, but yeah, he's like, you find somebody like that who makes crazy videos where he travels through the Galapagos for the weekend to go make a video right. and you find a way that your product can help him do that. And you give him the product. Right. Yeah. And I, I promise you that it's going to be far more worth your money than hiring a commercial crew to come into your office, yep. make a commercial and try to run that, that commercial right. on Facebook. Because you know, if, whether it's the difference between pay, paying some creator, maybe a thousand dollars plus material cost mm -hmm. or paying a nice, com like a high end commercial company, $10,000 to come in and make you a super polished commercial. The influencer authentic experience video is going to outperform the, the big polished one tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I mean, unless you really screw up the, the placement and the targeting and all that, but Ooh, now talk you're to talking, Chad yeah, now yeah. You're talking to like the nerdy side of things. I mean, I think kind of going to, so we talked about, I guess like an influencer route that you could go in giving them the space to create social content and they're publishing it on theirs. The second one, kind of what you just talked about is finding a creator and enhancing their experience with your product or service. Yep. And then, I mean, I just want to talk about it just because it's another option of like, okay, so how could I partner with Honeywave or Chatterkick in, in creating this experience? And I feel like you've, done this before in again like it's not our favorite way to mm -hmm. do this but like it really is that like documentary style like storytelling um and you can do this with like whether your objective is to sell a product or create a like really cool recruitment video but mm -hmm. it's it's still about like 
capturing the stories, the human stories. Yes. I think that a big piece for a company who's listening to this and goes, I want to do that. What's the actual like actionable steps? Right. Break it down. Is if somebody reaches out to me specifically, Honeywave people are generally getting in touch with us more about like a video Mm -hmm. they want to do. Right. But if they get in touch with me and this has happened many times, but if it's like a marketing department manager who approaches the situation, like we need a video. Okay. There's a, if they hire Honeywave and they hire the company, they're getting a company to company experience, Mm -hmm. right? If they reach out to me directly and they want to use me as an influencer, but are expecting me to return basically work as a video agency for myself as an influencer, but operate like a video agency to, you know, return meet uh, this deadline. And we want these three key points. And we gave you a script, you know, that we want you to say these four talking points. I I pass on, I never get involved with those honestly. And I usually don't even return the message because I'm like, I am just so uninterested. But is there a way that, that again, like, we know that the virality of this is like the lightning in the bottle scenario. And we talked about different ways of like reaching out to content creators and mm-hmm. having this leveraging this strategy as a part of your experience. But is there a way to partner with an agency to create some sort of storytelling content that in all honesty, like some of our friends and brands are not going to just go into the space of con- reaching out mm-hmm. directly to the creator. Cause there's a lot of risk in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not as much as people think, but there's risk in that. How can you, or how can a business, like, let's say we'll, we'll drop the manufacturing thing. Like let's go to finance. Cause that's another one that has a lot of layers of like legal and compliance. Yeah. How can a financial institution take this same concept of authenticity and meaningful content and partner with a video agency to replicate, replicate in the best way. It's the best term that I could come up with. Yep. Okay. So number one, I'd say, if, if you're the business hire, if you're the business going into this, know that you should stay out of the way. <laughs> I, I get like in the, not in like a rude way, but like. You, let, you mean in like the creative development of it? Yeah, or? well, you can be involved in, I guess I would say be involved to the extent that you can say no to an idea. Like but, doesn't represent but, us well. Yes, like that's, that's, uh, that's, that's not a good, like we can't or, you know, in the financial industry, like we can't talk about this or this, mm-hmm. like we, we kind of have to maintain some strict guidelines on these things. So right. let's stay away from that. I'd say those are the kind of guidelines you should be giving, but we want, I think that you should say like, these are the emotions that we like. And when somebody comes back to you and says, okay, we want to film this on an iPhone 11, let, him let do it, it do it. Let, let them do it. Like, cause I know that there's a lot of capital as somebody who owns a camera that costs as much as my car. <laughs> there is capital in showing up to a video shoot from the perception wise of with a beautiful camera that can create beautiful images. But if you look at these videos that catch lightning in a bottle right. on, on the internet, they're rarely shot with like high end equipment. Right. So don't, don't be scared to do it that way. Right. I guess don't be scared to let them do it that way. And both if you're partnering someone or even just taking this advice of like, if you're the marketer and you're going to go capture these stories, same thing. Right. And I, and I think that like what you, what you also can look at is it's relatively cheap, right? If you, if you're willing to do 
test it and see what happens because you can't, like I said, you cannot manufacture a viral video, but you can manufacture an authentic video. Dogface has 735 videos on TikTok right now. Yeah. I just looked it up. Yeah. That the 99.9% of the world only knows him for the ocean spray. Video, right. Right. So he was, and he's been doing that same type of content since day one. Right. Right. So it's like, what, what is the difference? There, there really wasn't a huge difference. It was just that specific moment was it the went. right moment. Right. So I think that you should, um, focus more on a shotgun approach than a sniper approach. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, but just kind of like spread it out and go like, we want to test it. We want to see what works. Right. right. We just want to keep going, keep going, keep going. And, you know, so, like set a budget and see like how many people can we get our product to for this budget? How many um, like and sponsored posts are pretty cheap. Like <laughs> for most micro influencers, you can pay between like 100 and 250 bucks. Right. For a post. And like it's benef- it's mutually beneficial because they're getting they're walking down the road of sponsorship. What are your thoughts on doing the same thing for your employees? Um, yeah. And I, I mean like know your workforce obviously. Right. right? Um, but I, I think that there's, you know, in any office, there's like the one person who has the bubbly fun personality. There's the, I mean, like there's the cool guy in the office. There's the like cute girl in the office. I, I mean, like there's like universal truths to offices, right? That yeah. if you watch, you know, the show, the office, they'll probably <laughs> be able to break down different types for you. But like, put a camera in those people's hands, let them, let them create the content. Yeah. And like, also, you know, a big problem I have is fighting against, um, bottled shoots mm-hmm. where people go, we have three hours to do right. this on 15 of it. You're going to be talking to this person. He's great. He's been working at this company 40 years. He loves it. And I go and I sit down and I have like the interview questions with mm-hmm. them and they're giving me so many things like, right. Like real human stories and, Anybody who's like decent at making videos can talk to 10 different people and go, uh, that person right there, that was the one. And then like, take a step back and go, give that air. Let's take two days and Mm -hmm. follow this guy around with a camera. You know what I mean? Like even if outside of DIY creating on the job floor or whatever, like if you're hiring a video crew, let them follow that guy. I love like documentary style content. I think there's just like, you cannot go wrong if you find that like magnetic person yeah. on camera or audio, whatever experience like you're giving, but if you find them and they're a great speaker, even if they're just, I mean, they're not in your C-suite or whatever, like whoever it is at your organization, that's a great storyteller mm-hmm. and you can really get them on camera and they thrive. Like you yeah. said, follow, follow them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I, in, in Sioux City, we're overloaded with like, triumph of the human spirit stories because right. i mean if you look especially in manufacturing or like processing in sioux city we have a largely immigrant workforce who came from countries that it wasn't a great situation mm-hmm. and they've like overcome all that to have a family here and it's like the fact that you don't know about that we don't know about any of those stories because none of them are being told by any business like those are just a bunch of opportunities wasted not that you should capitalize not that you should go mm, that's a good story let's uh <laughs> let's get that everywhere that. you know don't come at it from an exploitation route but i think that if you're a manager or a company you know smaller companies you should be invested in your workforce enough to the point that like you go 
that dude has been working here for 10 years and he is let's shine some light on that and he is unbelievable and you tell that story right so i think that that is everybody's afraid to do that though taylor because they're like what if he leaves yeah well it's okay you know what i mean like (laughs) you do it again with somebody else (laughs) yeah maybe you know maybe don't do somebody that started that week you know but like yeah i think that there's i mean again in like the uh, the more blue collar industries there's a there's people who are there who don't have a ton of other opportunity to leave and you know right. who like your long-term employees are and people who are dedicated and loyal to the company because you've been loyal to them like share those stories but the know? best thing about social is that he leaves you take that down you put something else out i yeah. mean just the volume game that you can really play right. with just okay that story it only has so many days anyways or so much legs unless you like really put it into to advertising but you can really have a flexible storytelling strategy and you can yeah. swap those in and out for mm-hmm. whenever they work. I'll give you a, here's a dirty secret mm-hmm. of the, the video creative industry. Everybody leans in. I, people who make videos like me are, will cut price breaks for videos we really want to make. You know what I mean? So like I would, if somebody goes, Hey, you have, we have this guy who's dope. We want you to tell a story. We want you to make a story about him. It's not about our company, right? We're going to share it, but it's about that or this woman, right? Mm-hmm. Follow her, like get to meet her, come in one day for a quick three hours, right. get, get to, to know, know them. Yeah. And then like go back to the drawing board, find out what the story you want to tell is, then come in for two days, three days, whatever, and do it. Like I'd be so more willing to, like I'm I'm going to find a way to make that work on my end. Because it's just a dope idea. Yes, I mean. yeah, like- <laughs> Video creators and especially that work in like the advertising arena are starved for doing projects that they care about. And if you're interested in it too, yeah. as a creator, like hands down, the audience will be interested. And if somebody in and if somebody says to me like, "Hey, we want to uh, we want to make this commercial for a business," like I want to make your business look good in that commercial, but I want it to be as expedient and as like I want to make my time. I want to make as much money as I can with the time I've allotted. Right. Right. So I'm going to keep it caps encapsulated. It moves in, moves out and pay the bills. But if somebody comes to me with like a project that I'm like, that is amazing. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. <laughs> then I'm going to, I'm going to make it work for me, whatever your budget is. I I'm, we can maybe meet in the middle, but I'll make it work for me. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I'd say like, when you're a business reaching out to or thinking about doing these kind of stories, like if you get your, the creative you hired interested in it, and if they're interested in it, you're going to have a completely different project or product on the end. Yeah. 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 And like I said, make the, the video should be about the person, not about your company. Don't start with a logo. You can do lower thirds, you know what I'm saying? But like, don't, and even, Here's a secret that I don't think that most businesses have caught on to on social media yet. You don't need to put your logo all over your videos because all of your information is right there, clickable right (laughs) above it. So people who care about a video will click on your, like they'll find out more about your company. Right. Right. That's going to do way more to attract people as recruits then. So what's your favorite part about being here? Well, I really love the friendly atmosphere. People say it a lot, but we're more than a team. We're a family. Like, there you go. That's every video I make. You, know, like, <laughs> you, you just know, read your last script. No, yeah. So, you know, like think about what you're tired of seeing on Facebook. Like take a step back, even 
don't don't look at it as like your company or your marketing department. What do you want to see when you're on social media? You don't want to see a commercial for some other business. Right. right? Any of those stories that like you've leaned in on or you've stopped scrolling on. Yeah. They mean they're usually stories or like they're super entertaining. Right. Right. And it's it's rarely like crazy cool video effects. Not that like there's a time again, there's a time and a place yeah. for really cool polished videos. But there's also if you want to humanize your business, tell human stories. Right. Yeah. Well, we went away a long ways, not a long ways, but I really do like I love the content that 420 Dogface 208 posted on TikTok. Yeah. I love that it went viral. I love that these conversations are happening with businesses of like, well, what the heck? Like, how do I do this? And super appreciate your just like ideas on how you could not recreate, recreate, but like really take this as inspiration and then bring it into your business. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, I mean, just to leave a few cliff notes at yeah. the end, like drop the bombs at the end, like go. Tell human stories. That's why that video went well. It was a universal human emotion that was being portrayed in the video. And it was, you could never book a shoot where you're like, I wanted the sun to be setting and all that kind of crap. So stop controlling the environment. Really, You, you can't, you can't manufacture a viral video. Um, unless like you put a fake Justin Bieber in your video, which has been done. You can find videos about that on YouTube, but you can't manufacture a viral video so the only way to really get a viral video is to have something that people identify with and want to share and want to, to show their friends. Right. And people don't want to show their friends commercials. So Fair. yeah. And then if somebody's created a piece of content that you're mentioned in, don't try and leverage it or, you know, you're going to leverage Give them it, props. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just make it, make it like great job. You yeah. know, and if, yeah. and Repay if somebody's truck broke that. down and you can swing it, Make, get, buy him a new truck, right? <laughs> like it's, it, you don't have to like create, don't corporatize everything. Right. Don't, don't go I down that route. I think that's what the social media space in general is like best at. Mm-hmm. Best for, for sure. Well, Taylor, appreciate you so much for jumping on here. Taylor Honeywave Media. What is your, what's a good place to find you? Uh, find me on uh, Instagram. You can find Honeywave Media at Honeywave Media, spelled like it sounds. Or you can find me on Instagram, T Grody X. That's Tango Golf, Romeo, Oscar, Tango, Echo, X-Ray. We're going to end it there. That was great. That was a great ending. Stay woke. Well, this is the outro. If you want to get the shortcuts from this episode or downloads from the past episodes, head to GenerationSocialMediaPodcast.com. But don't let me stop you from just skipping on to the next episode. See ya. See ya.